Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions and Visa. Thanks. Hey, how's everybody doing? Um, Currently, I am in Monterey, California. Uh, not to be confused with Monterey Park. Uh, I'm in Northern California, Monterey Bay, visiting my parents, um, namely because of my mom. She's not doing so well. Um, but yeah, just here to just hang out and uh, you know, just going to continue working from home on everything that I've been currently working on. Um, but before we get started into this episode, um, just want to go and say that's the reason why you know I'm a little bit more quiet as per usual. But I just got done reading um, the article or the letter from Robin Hood to um, this, uh, this, I guess, this child, uh, Alex Kearns. Um, he committed suicide because he saw a very negative, very large negative number. And uh, from my knowledge, it's from an assignment and, you know, looking back um there have been many scary instances in my trading career where you know i thought i was gonna be bankrupt you know like at age 22 or 23 you know long ago where long i I don't know how you categorize long ago but there have been many many close calls that i've had as much as i seem like i have my you know poop together um, on this podcast, and you know, I, I, you know, like to trigger people that get into um, hairy scenarios, or might, you know, trigger people that like blow up occasionally to learn a lesson. Um, I'm in no way uh, making fun of this situation at all. Um, I think you know, in my top five things I care about the most is um, like suicide. I think that's like a huge. It's a huge thing that's been in my life, and I take no jokes um, when it comes to talking about this stuff. Uh, man, it's like it's so it's so sad. Um, it's a uh, it's a shame that he didn't know any better. Um, you know that burden looks like a lot right it's a large negative number you see on your app and while i don't know the strikes and the um the spread that he uh opened uh it seems like from what i've read it was a large negative number because something got assigned uh, and the long uh, contract did not get uh, exercised yet so i don't know you know how I want to, where I want to stand on this issue. Uh, obviously, Robinhood has gone out of their way to make sure that um, you know that they are pushing for more uh, verification on options trading. Um, they are, you know, making their UI a little bit more obvious when those things happen. Um, you have to give credit where credit is due, and they're taking action, which is good to see. It's absolutely a shame that. Alex had to pass away, um, but 
you know, it's something that just needed to be said, and I'm I'm hurt by hearing about someone not only you know do that to themselves but do that to themselves when they didn't need to so i've extended an offer out to robin hood uh to help with any um any future content that they might try to push out um you know i i i'm 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 available i'm gonna i'm gonna do it right this is this is everything that i envisioned you know trying to push the new way of finance to be inclusive to girls let's not make you know assignment and all these really scary moments like scary things let's talk about them openly let's talk about how earnings are dangerous let's do everything so that we can give newer traders the best head start possible if i had someone you know you know telling me every day earnings are dangerous you know maybe i consider that earnings are dangerous but i didn't have that when i started um you know people lose a lot of money because of earnings and you know it might not be because of an assignment it might just literally be them putting in too much and losing too much and that might tip them over too so alex kearns um this episode is dedicated to you um i'll go ahead and let the rest of this minute ride as a respect um to you and i hope um that you're doing good up there, buddy. Okay, um, you know, jumping into the weekly plays, um, let me just uh, say something that's been bugging me a little bit. Um, I have had a stellar two months um i'd say i had probably the best two months i've ever had trading um just because my wins have been very consistent um and i'm just proving my system works more and more uh but what people get confused all the time is they confuse skill with discipline i mean a lot of people dm me compliment me saying uh, wow, you're such a good trader. How do I do this? Or blah blah blah. It's like, yes, I might be better than the average person, but I don't think I'm a trading god. Uh, a lot of you guys and girls know that I I spout this all the time. I'm not a guru. I in fact hate gurus. Um, I think anybody that had a bullish outlook uh, could have done really well in this V-shaped recovery. Um, the main point I want to make is that whatever system you currently have right now, um, you need to, well, you don't need to, you don't need to follow anything I say. Uh, maybe you should, um, you know, revise your strategy to work uh, in very bullish scenarios. Your strategy should work really well in a V-shaped recovery. Um, you know, a lot of people have systems where they try to time everything they try to time calls and then puts when they think it's gonna start going down and then more calls on that bounce that will get you got more often than having you know a flat or up strategy like me right um you know when we have a downturn i just choose to trade less 
and then maybe I'll go in on super opportunistic um, scenarios where RSI hits 20 on a few of my favorite tickers, or maybe you know the simple moving average for the 100 day goes lower than this, or price goes lower than that. You know, that is a very sound way to trade, and that's what I do. Uh, I log all my trades right when they're opened and when they're closed, so you know that all of my trades are real. You can go to thetagain.com slash juni. Um, and you can, you know, you don't even have to be a user. You can just go to that link and then see, hey, did Juni open this trade that, that day? Yep, I'll even log in on my own spreadsheet so I make sure he's not lying. You can do all of that, right? I'm trying to prove my system works, um, and I think I'm doing that very well. Uh, but people are getting the skewed notion that I've been a beast, like, this entire time and I haven't I, I've just I'm just recently really honing in on my uh, option selling strategy and I think it's working but this is just a PSA where I think you should um, look at your strategy and determine does this strategy excel in a very bullish environment um, and if it doesn't then you might need to change how you trade. Maybe sell less call credit spreads because I know I've been recently burned on a call credit spread on Shopify. Uh, I lost $1,000 or so. Um, but my short puts uh, where you sell or write a put, I've collected 3 4K on those. It's, it's an insane market right now. Um, and I'm having a blast trading it. And I'm doing it safely because I always have all my max losses accounted for. I'm ready for assignment at any time. I'm willing to buy any stock in pairs of a hundred, bundles of a hundred at any time. I have it all covered. I'm not over margined. In fact, I don't think I'm using a margin at all. Um, I definitely have enough cash to cover it, but maybe I might be using margin. Um, yeah, and I'm just covered on all fronts. And you should trade like that too. Um, just circling back to uh, Alex Kearns, you know, it it takes a lot of market research and a lot of like studying and a lot of listening and a lot of learning to start developing trading habits that keep you safe at all times. You know, one of my biggest role models, and I'm I don't even know if he knows me, is Storm Will Pass on uh, Wall Street Bets long time ago he used to be all about that theta gang life uh but he got over leveraged he got overconfident and on tesla and he got like destroyed um i'm sure he's still trading now and i hope he's doing fine um but yeah i i'm just i learned from those moments i learned from that moment i'm never over leveraged i know where my max losses are and i know if we have another covid crash that i'm gonna be okay you need to make sure your trading strategy at all times will make your mind think you're okay. If we have another dip down to SPY being at like 200 or 180, I'll be fine because all that's going to happen is I'll get assigned on Shopify or whatever um, options I might have open at the moment, right? Like I am ready for that. A lot of people entering the market right now might look at my profile and say, oh, wow, I want to be just like this guy. I want to I want to do all these trades. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do this. I'm ready to collect credit. But what they're not ready for is accepting that max loss in case if, you know, tomorrow COVID, uh, the next version of COVID comes out and then everyone's doomed, right? Definitely always trade with that mindset of this. the worst can happen. 
I mean, and by that, I don't mean buy the most out the money puts you can. I do not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying trade with the mindset of, you know, being optimistic that the market will stay stable and go up uh, because that's, that's, that's the trend, right? Like the trend of the stock market in its entirety is up. So don't fight that trend until you see, you know, some version that's contrary that says like, oh, you know, maybe we gap down three times in a row and halt five times in a row. That's when you can maybe change your assessment. Um, but don't try to time it because you will get got. I've noticed I've been saying that a lot um, because it just describes a lot of people on Twitter right now. People um, are blowing up left and right and then they cease to uh, tweet or they don't, uh, you know, <laughs> I notice that some people make new profiles. Some people change their usernames, but keep their same profile picture. You know, like these are people blowing up and pretending to be someone else. Don't be that person. Protect yourself at all times. Um, and, you know, if you're, if you feel like you've learned everything and I sound like a broken record, then, you know, you got to stop listening to this podcast. You got to listen to something else that helps you learn. Um, and, you know, the episode topic of this is not going to be anything I talked about within the last, like, where am I? The last 13 minutes. You guys and girls know that I go on these random tangents and that's, I think what separates my podcast and other people's podcasts is I talk about real things and I don't know. Anyway, um, going back, uh, where am I going back to? Um, yeah, uh, I attribute a lot of my recent success to my system and I'm just sticking to my system. Nothing is changing. I'm not making my positions bigger. I'm not doing any of that. Um, you know, make sure you're revising your system when you find that's not working. If it's not working in a V-shaped recovery, it's probably not a uh, good system because <laughs> any good stock market system should go up when the market goes up, right? So um, I think that's it. Uh, let's just go on to the next section. If I remember anything, I'll just put in the next section, but I think you guys need a music break. It's been a <laughs> or you guys and girls need a music break. It's been a solid almost 15 minutes. <laughs> Be right back. Okay, uh, before hopping into the new ThetaGang.com website updates, um, I want to just talk briefly about a option trade that I may or may not be taking. Uh, you can verify that whenever you hear this uh, podcast. Uh, you can go to ThetaGang.com slash Juni, and you can see, hey, did Juni actually open this trade or did he choose not to? Um, futures right now are just whipping up and down, negative 1% to up half a percent. So I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. Futures never really tell what the tomorrow's going to be like, but I can just tell everyone's pretty antsy right now. Um, but, you know, before, in earlier episodes, like we're talking like like episodes one to maybe like eight, uh, I talked frequently about my trades I had opened um, before I moved on to Patreon. Um, I felt like uh, a lot of you um, really liked that sort of content, um, and... While I don't really like giving specific expirations anymore just because 
it's not the right way to motivate people to listen. I just thought it would be fun. Um, right now, I'm just going to go briefly over how I trade. Oh, there's also another thing. Uh, please keep this only on the podcast. Like, I mean, don't tweet about it on Twitter saying, oh my God, Junior, I'm so excited for this. But um, I'm going to be uh, starting an account on Twitch. Uh, and I'm going to do live streams of you know me trading and all that fun stuff. Um, I, a lot of my Discord patrons um, have been you know requesting, like, how do you exactly pick a trade? How do you do all this? I want to do a really quick run-through of one right now. Um, or maybe not. It's like too confusing if you can't see my interface. Um, well, right now, I'm just looking at Roku. I typed in Roku into Tastyworks, and then I'll go to the option chain, and then I look for you know the sweet spot for expiry. Mine is 21. Uh, but just because uh, you know I'm not so keen or familiar with Roku, uh, I'll go for a larger expiration, uh, and that's to just you know initially capture more premium, but it gives me a little bit more cushion uh, to be wrong or to be out of the money uh, at expiry. So I'll choose 26 instead of 19, and I'll click on 26, uh, and I see the option chain. I'm looking at the put side, and then I'm looking at the probability of profit or out the money percentage on the right hand side tastyworks gives you a really handy ui to look at all that um you know and i'm looking here it looks like it looks like roku doesn't have some strikes available like i see 125 and then 26 27 28 29 are missing as so are 24 23 21 and 22 um the closest one with a 74 chance of probability of profit um, is at the 110 expiry. Uh, I can put in an order now for a mid price of receiving $345 for the trade or $3.45 per share. Um, I can open this. Um, but see, so here's the thing. I also do not like opening trades uh on weekends like i don't like putting the order in and then waiting for the market to open like i'm not really keen on the whole like gambling aspect of that because what happens is on oh, this is such a good topic too maybe i'll just make the topic about this um w when you put a market order in over the weekend and you let it execute on the following trading session which is usually that monday uh, you're basically just putting yourself out there, especially if you don't do a limit order. If you do a market order, meaning it, you're just gonna buy at whatever price is mid um, when the market opens, um, you're susceptible to people really gouging you uh, either on the up or down, just because just there's a lot of hype and commotion right when the bell opens. So prices are very volatile, which is why I like to wait until 10.30 um, or like, what is that? Two hours after market open, um, or four hours after market open, I can't I can't do time zones right now. Um, that's ten thirty Pacific time. Uh, <laughs> um, see, this also proves you don't need to be able to do math or time <laughs> if you want to do options trading. Um, yeah, but looking here, uh, I can you know put down on my spreadsheet or something. I could you know talk to my Discord about uh, what do you guys think or what do you guys and girls think about the one ten strike. Um, that has a 74% uh, probability of profit. 
uh, wow, it's just so much harder to say and type than pop. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can receive $345 for this with a 74% chance of profit here. Uh, and that's really decent. And that follows in line with how I choose my strikes. Uh, I just recently got my stepdad a Roku, a Roku Ultra. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm, I, I just thought it was a fun ticker. Peru is also in Roku now, Peru Saxena. Saxena. Um, I follow him on Twitter. He's one of the five people I follow. Amazing, amazing person. Gives a lot of free information for free. If you follow him, uh, and if you're one to tweet a lot, go ahead and say that uh, Real Theta Gang, or you can at me at Real Theta Gang in the tweet uh, to just give me a small shout out there. Um, but just going back to the Roku trade, uh, this is going to be July 17th, 2020, 26 days out from today. Uh, today is Sunday, uh, January, March, April, May, June 21st. I always get that mixed up. Um, and yeah, uh, looking at 74% chance of probability for the 110 strike selling the put for $345. Uh, and then, uh, you know, say that prices are about the same at 1030, um, tomorrow, I'll put in immediately an order for 50% profit, meaning I'll buy back, um, the contract at like 170 ish and then, uh, move on to another trade or maybe adjust the strikes and re-enter Roku. Uh, it's all up to tomorrow. We'll just see where the market is. We'll see how I feel. Um, definitely keeping an eye on my open already open positions. Because remember, uh, I always take max loss into consideration. Um, if maybe my Shopify um, or Boeing ever look like they're in danger, uh, then you know maybe I won't you know tie up um, eleven thousand dollars in capital for Roku. Because uh, that's just not what I'm comfortable with. I'd rather have my other positions be in a in a environment where they can succeed. Meaning, if I get assigned on Shopify or if I get signed on Boeing, uh, I can either double down later or sell really really aggressive puts to lower my break even. There are just a lot of ways to handle uh, an assignment, which also goes back to always be learning, always you know. Always just be aware of max losses and your risk. So um, that that is the trade of the episode. I don't know if I'm going to continue this, but I know for dang sure uh, I will follow up with this on the next episode if I execute it. Uh, if I don't execute it, then you can pretty much just count that I just didn't do it. And you can always just go to thetagang.com slash juni. So that's always an option. Okay, um, now getting into the ThetaGang.com website updates. I promise we're getting to the meat of the episode soon. Uh, this will be fast. Um, on the profile page, uh, not only have I gotten requests from Twitter, uh, but I've gotten many requests from Discord that the PNL or the profit loss on profiles was too small on profile pages. So that is now larger. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the feedback and more feedback anything just give it to me um you know the site is a very much part of you than it is to me like i take all feedback into consideration even if it might trigger me sometimes because i work really hard on one thing but then people really care about another thing <laughs> but that's just that's just part of life and that's just part about building a, a, a really good product um the pnl is now the dollar amount uh, per trade 
previously it was just the difference of the contract meaning it didn't take quantities into mind it didn't multiply it by 100 so you could see you know the dollar amount um, but that only lasted for like a day i had fixed it earlier in the week but you know this is just the time and place where i report what i changed since the last episode so i'm reporting it now um this one's uh pretty big uh trades with a profit loss of zero do not count towards your win loss ratio anymore um this was a pretty big uh decision for me I feel like I've told a lot of people that have asked to delete trades to just mark them as zero or like close them out for uh, no win or loss. And, you know, I think it, I think this is the right move. Um, I don't want people to be able to delete their trades. I'm pretty I'm pretty solid with that. Like I want people to own up to their trades. If you, you know, log it, I want you to stand by that trade and log it correctly when it closes. Um, you know, deleting trades just gets everyone into the habit of, you know, getting their profile to look like a trophy, trophy wall. That's not what the product is for. That's not what theta gaming is all about. However, if you want to use it that way, use it that way. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm just telling you what the purpose of everything is. Um, you know, if you make a bad trade, log it correctly, put a closing note that's correct. Like say like, oh, you know, I was uh, greedy on this and I got got or something like that. Um, there's no use in hiding your bad trades because first of all, and I'm going to let everyone know this right now, people are not looking at your profile as much as you think they are. Um, you know, maybe if your trade is just opened, yeah, a few people will click for sure. Um, but as far as your profile, uh, I mean, there are some people that are getting traction, but I'm going to keep that data to myself just so I don't uh, skew the numbers in any way. I just want you know people that make genuine trades to continue growing, and I, I recognize you guys and girls that do. Uh, it's really awesome seeing people do trades just like me. It's like, wow, it is really cool that people are learning from me. This is like one of the most gratifying things about this entire thing. Um, but yeah, so just just to reiterate, you cannot delete trades because it reduces the transparency of the platform. I can't delete my trades, so you can't delete your trades. As soon as I am able to delete my trades, uh, you can delete your trades. But that's never going to happen. I'm real. I'm going to put my trades out there for everyone to see. Uh, and if anyone uh, comes one day to troll, you know, what did what do they got to show? Oh, you, you've been uh, recording your trades on your spreadsheet in Excel? Oh, you even copy and pasted your timestamp from the trade? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. How do I know you didn't edit that timestamp? Or how do I know that this isn't a FIBS trade? At least when you're on ThetaGame.com and you upload, it's against server time. And I'm going to bring this point up over and over and over again because I'm finally being able to talk the talk after I walk the walk and it feels really good. And I hope you guys and girls can follow me and do that stuff too because it is some of the best like it's it's the best feeling in the world when you can trade confidently and you feel safe at all times um you know and that's why i'm have i was having that heyday on twitter because i mean in my my dms aren't always nice like there are people just calling me really bad things for for just helping people you know like i do all this stuff for free right like you don't have to do you don't you don't have to do anything i let you guys and girls give me feedback i do 
all my Twitter market. I guess that's considered market. There are no ads on the website. Like I'm not selling out to ads. Like I feel like that's so ugh. like ads on the podcast. That, that's cool. I think I think that's actually kind of cool. But like when you see cheesy ads for things that you've searched on Google on the site, I'm like, do you really need that money to integrate that? Like, do you? I don't know. Um, and this is definitely a snarky remark to another very famous finance website, but I will not be naming names. Um, yeah, enjoy this free content. Enjoy the free podcast. Enjoy the free website. Um, and enjoy giving me free feedback so you get to see the free feedback and see the product grow. I know a lot of people have been listening to me since day one that are still listening, and that feels really, really cool. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and just stop there with the website updates, but that's, that's basically, um, what's changed for patrons. You guys and girls have already been notified in discord about the new change about the sentiment chart. The sentiment chart is now a, uh, it's half a pie chart. It's called a donut chart. Um, but I thought that was just too funny sounding. So I just kept it as a pie chart, but, uh, patrons right now get to see what the current sentiment is of the website. If it's bearish or bullish, um, and I'm kind of thankful that the public hasn't seen the bar chart version because it really didn't tell you much. Um, but see, my patrons are the beta testers. And while they get to see everything first, they don't get to see the best version of it. So I'll be releasing the sentiment chart maybe, I don't know, a few months from now. I'll, I'll let them have that exclusive beta feature um, for a while. We'll make it better. We'll talk you know, in the Discord just on how to make it better and all that stuff. So when you guys and girls in public get it, uh, it's it looks great. Um, yeah, let's move on to today's topic. Today, I want to talk about a common thing that happens to me um, that I'm sure happens to a lot of everybody else or happens to a lot of everybody else, happens to everybody else, (laughs) however you English. Um, (laughs) uh, A lot of my trades start off red and a lot of people I know go through this, um, you know, maybe you buy calls on top of a mania and you know maybe the stock starts going the other way or maybe you just open a responsible spread and it starts off going red there um you know every day every trade um well it definitely feels like every trade i'm sure i can't say that um and mean it but a lot of my trades start off red and this includes um you know, most of my winners uh, on my website, thetagang.com slash Junie. And there's just so many things that need to go right for your trade to start going green right when you enter it. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, the stock just needs to go up for my calls to print or, you know, uh, my puts, the stock needs to go down, or stock needs to just stay still for my iron condor. It's not as simple as that. Um, when you trade a shorter um, expiration uh, contract, you are sus- more susceptible 
to price uh, movement or price sensitivity. This is called gamma risk. I'm not gonna go too deep into gamma risk, but just know that that's a thing. Know that uh, the shorter the expiry, the more the contract price fluctuates. And that's just because uh, you're fighting against intrinsic versus non-intrinsic value. Um, just just going back, most of my trades just start off red. I don't know if it's me being slightly emotional at times when I like open, uh, you know, say for example, I open a short naked put on, I, let's just use Roku. I mean, that's what we're talking about today. The 110 short put Roku. There's a really good chance that I'm going to open it and it will immediately be red right when I open it. And that's because when you're eager to get in on a trade, you're going to put, you're going to swing the tra the trade price you're trying to get in at, right? Like for example, let me let me just bring up a really hard example right here. The bid for uh, the 110 strike Roku put to sell is 325, and the asking price is 365. So you, uh, just a normal retail trader, you're probably just going to think like, okay, I'll choose a price in the middle, and then uh, I'll hope it gets filled. Uh, say you go in at 345, smack dab right in the middle, uh, and that doesn't fill. Uh, well, then you're like, okay, I'll take a smaller hit. I'll do, I'll sell it at 340. I won't get as much, but at least I get to get in on the trade. There, boom, right there, you started off the trade uh, basically $5 down, right? And as you trade and trade and trade, somewhere in your trading career, you're going to see a stock that has a very wide bid and ask spread this is i have an episode about this is called slippage when you have a large bid and ask spread this mid price is very volatile and when you want to get in on the trade you might really have to gouge yourself to get in because you're nowhere near the ask or you're nowhere near the bid or you're trying to get closer to the bid as an option seller so when you are looking for a good stock or you're maybe you're just starting out and you don't want to scare yourself one of the best things you could look for is a high volume contract that has very low slippage um, that way when you first enter the trade you're not immediately down now this can the, the inverse can happen you can be immediately up but that is much less likely just because you're more likely to gouge yourself getting into the trade um, and there's more price discovery that happens as you lower the bid, um, but that that that's like that's like a little bit more advanced. Um, so what I'm trying to say is most of my trades are off red, and I assume that as just part of my na normal daily routine. I know a lot of people that cannot stand the color red in their UI, right? Like if people don't like looking at losers and they'll just choose to close out the loser early um, instead of like actually waiting to get assigned. I know that's a fact because that was me before before I really committed to like theta gang strategies, right? So for example, maybe you open this wheel at 110 and Roku's right now trading at 127 and then Roku, um, you know, later during the day gaps down because I, I don't know, the CEO said something bad uh, and then Roku's trading at 110 already, like boom, right there. Um, a lot of traders will get scared and they'll see that they're like, you know, maybe like $2,000 down. I, I'm not entirely sure how that math works out, but maybe like you're down 2K on this position already. And you're just thinking to yourself, dang it, 
wow, I'm a bad trader. This sucks, right? The first thing you need to realize is you can't predict things like that to happen. When a CEO says something or, you know, if you're in a stock where a CEO says something like Tesla, um, you're in for that ride from the beginning and you should know what yourself where you're getting into. While Roku is pretty volatile, you know, the CEO doesn't really do that stuff. So if something like that were to happen, that's a very, uh, that's a wild card. That's like, that's not going to happen very much often or very often. Uh, so you can't be beating yourself up for that. Um, what helps me when I open a trade and, you know, maybe the stock goes in the direction I don't want it to is I just tell myself or, you know, I don't have to tell myself anymore because this is just like embedded in my head. Um, as long as you are okay with max loss, you will always be fine. The max loss for this Roku trade that I will potentially open up tomorrow around 1030 um, is me owning Roku stock. And as long as that stock doesn't go to zero, my losses won't be catastrophic. Now, the definition of catastrophic is different to everybody else. Yeah, catastrophic to me might be Roku hitting zero. Catastrophic to you might be Roku dipping down to 100. Um, do you need your money to be fluid? Like, do you need to be able to sell all your shares and then go pay your rent? Like, do you need to be able to do that? I know a lot of people, while it's super risky and I don't advise it, I know a lot of people do that. Um, you know, for me, I need to build my long portfolio. And if I get uh, stuck, and this is air quotes, I get stuck with Roku shares at 110, I'm not going to beat myself up for it because I wanted to go in right now at 127. So it's like a win-win for me. Now, this is not to entice you into doing Roku 110 tomorrow because that's the same max loss is the same max loss for you. Um, you know, you should only ever open wheels on companies that you really like. Um, but I digress. Going back to trade starting off red, assuming max loss and remembering you're going to be okay is like a huge thing. Now, here's the other side of that. The trade starts off red gets more red just like the previous example but now i am a very eager robin hood trader i'm a very eager young college student that's just looking to make some tendies right like that's wall street bets in a nutshell you are not trading with a plan if you emotionally exit right like if you look at your trade ui in the morning and you're like wow i'm down in this trade i'm just gonna sell it this is never gonna be this is never going to be green this is never going to go green you're not in the right mindset now this is more specific to option sellers because as time goes on we collect what we collect theta <laughs> that was so cheesy um but we collect time premium right there's time premium baked into the option price because options that have longer expirations time are worth more because you have longer you have much longer time to be correct now as time starts dwindling down that strike price becomes less and less probable. So, uh, you know, your option starts losing money fast if you're the buyer of the option. But as a seller of the option, you get excited as you get closer to expiration day instead of dreading it like you do when you buy options. Now, this is what helps my mindset. I think, um, hey, I can't say that. This, this is the second best thing that helps my mindset. The first one is accounting for max loss. And my Discord and my Twitter knows all about that. But the... The second best one is just knowing that as time goes on, my position gets better. 
if I exit this trade for a loss right now just to get rid of it in my UI, maybe I don't want to see it anymore, or I want to move my capital into a new trade, I'm never going to see the fruits of my labor. I'm never going to see my trade turn green and actually exit. Now, here's another thing. When your start trade starts off red and it finally turns green for the first time, a lot of you will also be like, wow, you know, that didn't start out that well. So I'm going to close out this trade for break even and then put this money somewhere else. And that's when the tilting starts. When you move that money somewhere else for your next trade, you're going to assume that that's a new start, right? You're going to assume that, hey, this is a new beginning. This is a new me. I'm going to start fresh. And then boom, the trade starts off red. Maybe you entered a position that had bad slippage, a large bid and ask spread. Or, you know, maybe you just got super eager to get in on a call or a put and you gouge yourself on the price and that's how you start off red. Or maybe the stock just moves in the opposite direction right when you buy it or you sell the position. That's all probable and you need to protect yourself from the, you know, the fallacy of always having to start over, which is something that I want people to get over by not letting them delete trades, right? Like you're never going to learn unless you really own up to your losses. And I promise you, you won't talk as much poop as you probably already do when you talk to your friends or you talk on Twitter about how awesome you are at trading when you're actually not. Um, you know, that's why I don't I don't say like I, I'm an awesome trader. I don't I don't do any of that on Twitter. Uh, I just trigger basically gamblers. But that, that, that's just a passion of mine. Um, you know, you got to be real with yourself. And just always be open for your trades to start off red, just like mine do. I'm giving you some perspective into you know how I think and how I react to these sudden movements. I don't go out there. I don't blame the Fed for my Roku put uh, that I sold going up or down. Like I don't do. I don't blame anybody else but me. I pulled the. I I bought the. I'm trying to find the right verb. I pressed the review and send button and Tasty Works. Right. I did it. I'm going to own up to it. Um, you know, but this, just from what I've talked about earlier in the episode about Alex, there's a, there's a lot of people that are eager to join the market that might gouge themselves and, you know, get into the slippage stuff that they don't know about, right? Like, imagine reading a post on Wall Street Bets and you see someone make it big with a few hundred contracts. And you might hear that, wow, there's a way you could trade contracts that define a max loss. That sounds great. And then you open that position only to get the short side exercise first for the long side. And then you see that massive number. And it's not, it's not what you hoped it would be. And then it makes you think things. And it makes you do things. You need to really, really learn... Um, like the worst scenarios that can happen and the best scenarios that can happen in any option strategy or system. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, it's just a, such a heavy topic. Um, but I hope that got my point across about how most of my trades start off red and that time is always on your side, especially if you're a seller. If you're an option buyer, which I know a lot of my listeners are, um, first of all, I don't hate you, uh, and I think your trading can work. Like I'm not saying it's a dumb thing to do to buy options. Uh, there's a lot of people I follow on Twitter 
or there's a few, I don't follow that many people, but there's, there's a handful of people on my Twitter that only buy options and they're doing, they're doing well. Um, you know, you don't have to apologize to me when you message me about like, uh, when you're buying an option, that's a lot of guys. I haven't had a girl yet, but I've had a lot of guys, um, message me on Twitter, like, you know, saying sorry uh about this but i bought right like that's not the person i am uh you know i'm trying to teach everybody you know you might be buying options today and maybe selling options next year after i don't know you you either blow up or you just get bored of buying or you know maybe you're breaking even and you want to get out of that nook a lot of people have different strategies for different scenarios um but yeah uh this i guess that was just a quick ramble about how I love all types of traders and not just option sellers. Uh, Theta Gang is is uh, and will continue to be an inclusive platform. Um, yeah, uh, don't know what else much to say. Uh, rather than I'm about to go into my outro, um, uh, but for the few of you that are about to tune out, uh, I hope you guys and girls are doing more than fine during this quarantine you can learn a new skill you can do something very healthy now I and mean, you have a lot of time on your hands i hope you remain healthy i hope your your family remains healthy and uh, that's it i will see you guys and girls in the next episode next week uh and i apologize again for being a little bit more quiet than usual or maybe my voice picked up it is getting a little raspy it's kind of weird uh being at my parents house recording i brought all my equipment it's nuts uh anyway okay Uh, I'm going to go to the outro. Uh, I will see you guys and girls next week. You can go ahead and follow me at Real Theta Gang on Twitter. You can email me at juniathetagang.com. And you can uh, help support Theta Gang, the podcast and website, by using the Theta Gang referral code. One word, all caps, Theta Gang. Um, and uh, for that's for Tasty Works. I, I am so... I am so... Uh, I'm so slow right now. I'm just... That was such a heavy episode. Oh, my goodness. Um... Yeah, so yeah, signing up with uh, the Tastyworks referral code is a huge help. Um, also want to give an extended shout out to, oops, my spreadsheet is not unlocked. But good thing I already played the outro music, and so now I can take my time. Uh, this is nearing the 1% time. If you're still listening, congrats. I'm either too far away for you to go to the next episode. <laughs> Or um, you're just part of the 1%. Um, here we go. I want to give an extended shout out to Lifesaver87, Shock Doc, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Nick Fires, Underbridge, uh, John. I'm going to name you John. <laughs> Rico, The String Pooler, Hunter Joe, uh, My Crypto Trading, Mitch Brady7, Good Job Wilson, DDSS, 
Hetty, Nils, BK Trade, Baked Potato, Associate K, Ryzen 1020, T-Shark 94, Like Avis, Anthony 511, Moose Ninja, Deep Gift, Mano Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, HB Larry, Leo Jetson, Make More 2, Just Send It, Vicious Poultry, Batch Trader, Chicken Dinner, Cowbung Dudes, Sanchez, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Cheddar, Cappuccino, Berry Sexy, Matthew Hans, Notepad, Lazy Reservists, The Jester, IR Guy, Crispy Cream Boy, <laughs> Hermes Kaput, Omar Little, Epperset 7, Weenie Hut Jr., Checker Ben, Dilly V2K, Lucas Eve, Mix for Bruno, Restier, Walco, Extracto, Penderel, Russian Bot, Shifty, Uber Ubi, KS Duke. Dude, I wonder if KS Duke is the Duke from Magic. I I doubt it, but that, that name always just rang a bell. Who Huegway 2004, HD Crouton, Web Jam, Wingle, MG, Yoko, and Sis88, The Messiah, JJ, and Beast Mode 714. Thank you all for uh, choosing to support me uh, while I am still uh, growing. Um, yeah, it feels really good um, that, you know, with all this corona stuff, you know, if my job were to be impacted, like if I had to find a job, that I wouldn't necessarily be in too much trouble. I mean, it would suck, don't get me wrong. But just knowing that I have like a band of people that believe in my mission and product enough to support me is a really good feeling. And I would never do anything, uh, you know, to compromise that. I feel like I'm keeping my platform real, as I always say. <laughs> um, but that's just because I don't care about making profit. I don't care about user growth. Yes, I might, you know show it off once in a while every thousand because i think it's a milestone of like how many people are joining the platform but you don't see me putting ads on the website or like you know putting promotional codes that say like oh invite three friends and you get like a flare like i've thought about that but that's just not me that's not the platform that's i'm not i don't care about getting more zombie users i'm more interested in getting users that are eager to learn that contribute a lot that you know just find the platform useful that give good feedback that that just it's just i read this really good article sent by this guy that works at google um he sent it to me one day really randomly in my twitter dms and it's like about how you should concentrate on your users that you have right now um over you know future growth of users and i i resonated with that so much i don't care about you know, a million people on the website. I care about the thousand people on the website that really use it. That, that gives me purpose. I don't want to put a feature out there and have it just blend in with everything else. I want people to actually really feel the impact. When I say this trading page has changed, I want you to be able to be like, wow, the trading page did change. Or you're like, wow, yeah, I, I said that this was too small So in, and Junie made it bigger. Like this, that, that, feeling of like participating is like i think that's like never okay i can't say that's never been done because obviously all websites have like a like a email to support and talk about opinions but me talking about it is i i feel like that's that hasn't been done right like i'm talking about the changes that that i'm implementing the feedback that i'm incorporating and you know my decisions and the reasons i'm putting my voice on the internet like i that i feel like that's huge um i mentioned earlier in the episode that i'm going to start a twitch channel um you know i'm probably going to do something like follow me on twitch and i'll answer a 
question about you know stocks or f- options that you might have or something like that. I think have growing a user base on Twitch is important um, more than my own Theta Gang stuff, just because you need in order to become a partner, you need to like have a certain amount of followers and stuff. I like did some digging around on my personal uh, Twitch uh, profile, um, but yeah, I mean just. Everything that's been happening, the riots, the protests, the COVID crash, I've always voiced my opinion. I've always stood with my opinion. I still stand with all my opinions I've ever said on the podcast. Um, and that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm real. <laughs> I don't fake it to make it. I don't need to. I do this for fun. Uh, I'm happy that the riots have slowed down. Um, the protests are still out and about. That's great. Um, you know, vote if you can. I don't care which political party you stand, and you shouldn't care about the political party that other people are in either. You shouldn't try to actively change someone for who they are. And if you do, you probably have something wrong with yourself. You know, like you you gotta realize sometimes that your voice matters just as much as anybody else. Um, at all times, you shouldn't feel like just because you feel smarter uh, than the person next to you, it doesn't make you any better. Uh, in the end, we all die. We all, we just, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you don't need to push your agenda or your opinion on other people. Um, I will like for, you know. Everything that my mom has like said and what she believes in, you know, some things I don't agree with, but she's my mom. Um, I love her to death. I always will love her. She's just in the few rooms over. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, my friends too. My friends have different political views. My friends have, you know, some differing opinions on other things. And I will take a bullet for them. I I would give them my kidney. You know, I... You can have any opinion you want, dude. And if I think you're a genuinely good person that means well, that's all that matters to me. And I hope that's all that matters to any of you. Behind this mania of, you know, face mask versus no face mask, uh, you know, Trump versus no Trump, all this stuff, some people just get really riled up when they're in public or in stuff. They're a completely different person at home with their family, or maybe they're not. Maybe some people are really like that. I don't know. But you don't need to put yourself in danger. Oh, I can already hear some people saying, oh, you're not encouraging people to go out to protest? No, I'm not saying that. You can go pro- out to protest however you want. I, I don't care. But what matters in the end is your health and, you know, just being happy if other people thinking one way makes you unhappy you need to kind of flip the narrative or change it up a little bit to where you can be happy maybe you're thankful for the people that do think like you maybe and do that like you don't need to hate anything or anybody uh and before i uh continue on with or before i end this podcast because i'm I'm about to i'm about to end this i'm about to put you out of your misery i promise (laughs) Um, I want to just end with, um, huh, nothing. 
Sorry for the anticlimactic ending, but I think I just literally said everything. Yeah, I said everything. Oh, thank you for listening to the very end. Uh, the one percenters are uh, welcomed all the time. This is definitely the longest episode I've ever recorded. Uh, I felt like it was a really good one. Um, hope you guys and girls enjoy your 1% flair. Uh, it is still expired. I mean, the offer is still expired. I'll bring it back sometime, but uh, yeah, that was a lot. There, there was a lot of email, so I need to find a better way to do it. Maybe uh, there's like this section of the website where there's a code that you could put in, and I could like say the code, and then the code will tell you, hey, the code has changed. Listen to the next episode or so, something like something like that, where I don't have to check my emails because my emails are getting blown up right now. Um, just a reminder, I read all the emails, even if they get blown up, but I just can't reply to all of them because it's just that's just unrealistic. Um, but thank you for the kind words. They always mean a lot. Right now is a difficult time for me, but you know, working on Theater Gang and seeing my friends and trading and all this fun jazz keeps my mind off of the bad things, and I'm just thankful for my family, my girlfriend, my parents both being alive, and uh, yeah. You guys and girls, stay safe. I'll catch you guys and girls on the next episode.